Now, Australia is reopening its border to vaccinated international arrivals on work and student visas, as well as working holidaymakers from December. They're going to join citizens, residents and their families who can come and go as they please without having to go into isolation when they return. So, of course, the thing is, what is this going to do for Australia's economic rebound versus ours? Paul Bloxham is HSBC's chief economist. Evening, Paul. Good evening. From the sounds of things, Frydenberg is fairly convinced that this is going to accelerate the economic recovery because it's going to deal with the labour, the tight labour issues. He'd be on the money there, eh? Oh, I think that's going to be a big part of the story. Yeah, um, you know, it's going to boost labour supply. There's going to be more labour available from offshore that's going to be able to come to Australia. And as you probably know, or listeners probably know, I mean, the closed border has delivered quite a lot of labour market constraints. We've got shortages of workers in various industries. Um, and, and so this is going to be one of the things that helps to remedy it. I think the other thing is we're going to let the international students come back, which is also very, very positive, not just for the services export industry and the students themselves, but also a lot of these students do form part of the workforce. When they come to Australia, they also work in, in, in the economy. So um, those two forces are going to help to free up some of the labour supply and, and solve some of those problems we face, which, which again, as you pointed out, will, will, will support a growth recovery. You've got a huge number of students apparently who are waiting to come. It's about 130,000. What about the, the, the workers, the working holiday guys? How many of them want to come over? Um, I, I, there's still, there's still, I think the, the, there's quite a few skilled migrant visas out there already. Um, and so there are, there are large numbers of these people who are going to be able to come straight in. And then I think the other thing is going to be that, you know, this process will allow people to start to apply um, who would otherwise be able to then try and try and move it's come to Australia I mean this is also just the first step I mean this is a move that is very much a positive move in the right direction and it's all happening from the 1st of December so it's actually really quite um, soon I think when you draw the comparison with New Zealand also I mean that's one of the challenges you face across the ditch of course is lack of labour supply it's already feeding through to stronger wages growth which in turn is lifting inflation which means the RBNZ might have to in fact we think well it probably it, it is likely to lift its policy rate again interest rates go up again tomorrow in likelihood um, and and so this is one of the ways to remedy that is to get more labour supply coming from offshore. Paul is there a chance that the people who will be going over to you guys are people who would otherwise come to New Zealand some of them I mean are you essentially nicking some people who would otherwise come here? I think that's likely to be the case. Um, some people might move to, who would otherwise go to New Zealand and come to Australia because the opportunities are here. Yeah. I think the other thing to keep in mind at some point in time is when things do start to free up, um, I think people will start to come from New Zealand to here to Australia as well. So mm. I still think, I think New Zealand does face some pretty hefty challenges actually in terms of the inflation, uh, the inflation story. Our economic story has been pretty closely aligned to each other broadly throughout the pandemic. Do you think that we're going to separate out from each other now? We've gone through different phases, haven't we? I mean, mm. both economies had a lockdown in the first half of last year. Um, New Zealand's was stricter, so it was a bigger decline. Um, but then New Zealand bounced back a lot more quickly because the case numbers had gotten right back to zero quite quickly. And then you had this really strong rebound, whereas Australia had a more sluggish recovery. Um, now, I think Australia, you know, has made this transition to living, is making this transition to living with the virus a bit more quickly. Um, and so the rebound might be a bit stronger for Australia coming out of the Delta, the Delta shock than we're seeing, seeing in New Zealand. I think it, when you square it all the way and we look back in a little while, we'll probably see that these two economies did travel in very different, sorry, very similar, similar patterns. And certainly when you compare it to the shape of 
say, what's happened in the UK or the US or Europe, where, you know, they took an enormous hit last year and now they're on a recovery path. I think Australia and New Zealand are far, still far, far more similar to each other than to those other economies. Yeah, that's a fair point. Paul, thank you so much. Appreciate it. As always, great to chat to you. Paul Bloxham, HSBC Chief Economist, 16 away from 7.